The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and today on this Friday the 13th, I am joined by Robbie Payne. Hey guys, what's up? And Gabriel Brangers. Thank you so much for mentioning. Yes, Gabe, Gabe mentioned that right before we got rolling. And uh, this has been a weird week. And um, we want to first start off with the fact that, I know last week we talked about it a little bit, but this week we are going to stray away from any... Yeah, no rants, no, no yeah, political no, or personal views or opinions, just you know that... There's a, there's a lot of news going around in a lot of opinions about uh, the spread of the novel coronavirus COVID-19. And uh, we don't, we don't, we don't really want to add to that today. So um, Robbie wrote a great article that I absolutely recommend you go check out about uh, kind of a silver lining in all of this, maybe um, with, uh, with, in regards to uh, Chrome OS and Chromebooks and, Robbie, if you want to t- touch on that kind of quickly. Yeah, super brief. It, it was just aimed at the idea that um, in the middle of this week and the craziness as um, all of this has unfolded. I mean, yesterday felt like the absolute peak of yeah, ev- craziness. Um, and everything so we're, we're was recording canceled. this. If you're listening to this Friday, or we're recording this on Friday, so I'm speaking of Thursday, so uh, March 12th. 
yeah, I want to just basically cancel everything. And and I get it, you know, like mm-hmm. this is the right precaution that we need to take, social mm-hmm. distancing, all that kind of stuff. Good, good on us. But it's still scary. It's anxiety-inducing because it feels like, you know, we've never seen all this stuff canceled, so something must be incredibly wrong, like something's wrong with everything. And, and so it's easy to get anxiety built up. And it just hit me in the middle of all that. Like there, there is a silver lining usually to everything. And in this particular situation, it's the fact that we live – in the connected society and world that we live in, you know, that if this happened 10 years ago, this particular type of uh, coronavirus had spread, I uh, just it, probably even five, six years ago, it, it would have been more troubling. Um, there wouldn't be the uh, ease of ability for people to have the option to go work at home. And things like, you know, Google extending Hangouts Meet functionality and saying, hey, we're just going like, to give this stuff away for a little while until things can write themselves a little bit more uh, and encouraging people to go work from home, you know, and, and you wrote an article about loom doing a similar thing. These tools where companies are, you know, probably a little bit of promotion, you know, like this is, this is one of those times where it's not going to give them a bunch of money, but it's probably going to get other people using it. They wouldn't have. And it's just that to me, the silver lining of all of it is we wouldn't be able to do this years ago. And now we have this option. Like we have this super connected, easily connected world. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, it would have been like, well, can you install Skype? You, you don't have a, Oh, your computer can't run that. Oh, what you don't use Skype. Oh, well, um, there's this other tool we've tried. And now it's all these web-based things like mm-hmm. send me a link, a, literally a URL. And I can jump in a meeting with a bunch of other people with nothing to install. With nothing, no, I don't even no need account to set nothing. up. Nothing, just like here this, it is. This uh. low barrier to entry technology that exists on the web that is super democratic and across the board for people. The fact that it exists allows people to just be like, "Go home. Don't come out for a few weeks. Let's let's try to you know flatten the curve of this thing." Yeah. And so I, that that was all it was about. And um, you know, I, I still think that that's really uh, a very cool thing in our day and age yeah. that we at least have that tech to. Uh, put to good use in a time like this. Yeah, it's great article. Like I said, uh, highly recommend you all go check it out. Uh, what what can they search on the website? I can't. Well, I mean, we'll link it in the sh- uh, show notes. Yeah, but it'll be in the show notes. But if you just go and search silver lining uh, meat or, or hangouts meat or silver yeah. lining or yeah. whatever, you'll yeah. you'll find it. That, that that was the main thrust of the article yep. was hangouts meat specifically. But I, I love it. I love it when you. Uh, write those kind of feature style kind of well that's not even really a feature style piece it's kind of more of just like a editorial style piece yeah, it was like, like a think piece yeah a think piece like i really i really like those from you so yeah definitely recommend yeah, everyone go check ed, that out i guess yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a cool 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 little article and uh it's a it's a good perspective i think i think it i think it gives a good perspective uh to what's going on so go check that out folks um, moving on, man, we've got, uh, we've got, <laughs> we've got some, some awesome, awesome Chrome OS news this week. And so we were just stuff. talking, yeah, we were just talking right before we started rolling. It's like, not that, not that Chrome OS has been stagnant. It's been progressing, but it just feels like we haven't hit a, a, a rollout that has been like, yeah, it's been a few milestones <laughs> since we had it. You know, we had the tablet stuff in se- uh, oh, wow. 70. 70. 70. I remember yeah. we did the video on it. Uh, uh, the big step back. forward for tablet stuff. And then there's been a lot of minor tweaks and, and refining and stuff since then. There's been some things with Linux that have been, but there has not been a milestone since probably 70 that's been as big as what 82 might be. 
Yeah, it looks like they're definitely aiming a lot of stuff towards 82, which isn't surprising. 82 will be around the same time that the Lenovo IdeaPad uh, duet rolls out, assuming there aren't any delays in that. Um, You know, uh, with the current situation, I mean, who knows? Uh, We might see some delays. It seems like phone manufacturers are having more issue. I was reading an article today about uh, just-in-time manufacturing. Uh, Didn't know that that was a thing. So Apple really pushes into this. So (laughs) no different than a compiler and software, just in time. Keeping inventory low and getting it when you need it. Super slim inventory. inventory. Only only getting that production to happen right when you're going to go ahead and turn it over. Like Apple turns over their inventory, their their on-hand inventory, like every three or four days, according to this article, which is bonkers yeah. to me i mean that's crazy so i mean they're they're right on the edge of like we've got some stuff but we're we're constantly having to have it made and get to us uh and it's biting them in the butt right now obviously because you know uh, uh lines of communication are broken and and you know production lines are kind of messed up for a little bit so uh i don't i don't know yeah. where chromebook makers sit in that so who knows but if there aren't delays uh then yeah may is the time frame we're expecting to see the lenovo and even though we're excited about like the Galaxy Chromebook, and I don't think it's going to be like a small splash. It's an expensive Chromebook, so not your uh, fat middle kind of aimed right. device. This a is thousand, higher thousand end dollar thousand Chromebook. Buck. <laughs> um, so not everybody's going to go run out and grab one. Uh, the Asus Flip C four thirty six is a little cheaper, but still, if you get the super outfitted one, it's a thousand dollars. And you know, the eight hundred dollar right. ones, what the i the M three i three i three yeah. Um, so those are expensive Chromebooks. The Lenovo is less than three hundred dollars. It's got the kickstand, comes with the keyboard. It's a ten-inch tablet. I can't wait for it to be out. Uh, there's going to be other ones that follow it, but I feel like of the devices that are like consumer-oriented and ones that like just general people are going to be like, oh yeah, I'll go give that a try. This one is like it's going to be one of the the most consumer-friendly Chromebooks I think that's ever been made from. A usability from a um, portability and price standpoint like it's just gonna be one of those chromebooks i think that's gonna just nail it and it feels like they're tailoring chrome os 82 <laughs> for that device yep. i really and i don't i don't know any no inside information but that's no. this is what it feels like but on top of that i mean lenovo stands to have a big win here because the i'm not sure if there's a hard date on the flex 5 but it's somewhere around the same time as a duet. Yeah, I want to say it was May or June. The Flex 5 is going to be the flagshipy fat middle Chromebook because it starts oh, yeah. at 360 bucks. Yeah. but you're going to be able to... has most of those. Yeah, you're going to awesome be able to traits. upgrade it. Probably you that like HP 14, $500, $550 and get some really good internals. And it's a nice device. We spent a lot of time with it. it, it it's really mm-hmm. nice. You just, mm-hmm. you won't get a fingerprint scanner and it may not have this or that or whatever, but it's, but it's a hatch variant. It's correct? A, it is yeah. a hatch device and yeah, it's going to be a pretty good uh, screen on it. Yeah. It? Pretty good screen. Amazing. Good keyboard. I like Lenovo's keyboards. Their keyboard was good, mm-hmm. but the device just in general feels really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Lenovo's there's, set to have a good year. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's just, there's some cool things happening in the, in the, uh, in the world of upcoming devices. So it just, it really feels like Chrome OS is tailoring itself to this and, and, and trying yeah. to get all their, all their ducks in a row. Right. And so yeah. that, so that that new experience for the person that's maybe buying the Lenovo duet for the, it's their first Chrome OS device and they went right. and picked it up cause it looks cool and it's cheap and they went and bought it and they power that thing on like, what do they see? 
Right. They, so, you know, for us, we notice all these changes and it's like, oh, this is cool. And right. this new material design and this and this and this. And that's very important because if you think about someone coming to Chrome West for the first time and they buy a tablet right mm-hmm. now right. as their first Chromebook, they're either going to get the slate, then they're going to think, man, this thing's pricey. I mean, it's better now, but yeah. at, at retail, it was pricey and it just doesn't feel like a functional laptop. Or they go the other end of the spectrum and they buy a, an Acer Tab 10. They're like, if this is how Chrome OS performs, I don't On want anything tablet. to do no with thanks. it. Or in general. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> right. yeah. I wouldn't want, no offense to Acer or anybody else who makes those. It's just, they're dated, they're slow, and I could not imagine trying to be productive on that device yeah. no way so yeah like it so speaking of you know like that whole experience like the new user picking up this device it's their first chrome os device it's a chrome os tablet um you know the whole thing starts with your out of box experience and you know we're seeing changes for that we're going to try to move through these changes real quick and not expound on a lot of them but uh, go read the articles I, I, we'll yeah link we're going to yep. link we'll link a bunch of articles down uh down below uh in the in the show notes but uh one thing we're seeing is the out-of-box experience. It's um, called the Discover app, so it'll be kind of in your app tray, I believe. Like in 82 right now in dev, it's it's there as an app, but it's also part of the user flow whenever you log into the Chromebook. It's still got some bits and pieces, some frays around the edges that need to be cleaned up, but when Gabe had discovered it eh, a, while ago, a month and a half ago, yeah, two months ago. Something like that. I think Denson, uh, uh, yeah. Chrome Story, had actually yeah, originally uncovered it, but then I would just happened to navigate because it's linked to a URL because it's yeah. a web app. Well, it I, was. Now it doesn't seem to be now that it's not. It's yeah, a system I, web Yeah, I'm not app sure now, how they're – I mean, it's a, Google can hide URLs. That's not a big deal, but it's a system web app. So it's pulling from a – some sort of web-based right. thing, yeah. So. But it uh, when he found it, or when Denson found it, it was completely unstyled. Yeah. So like it wasn't Times New Roman anything, yeah. text, you know, like no styling, so no CSS. It was just the basics were there. Uh, so it was a little tough to get your head around what it was going to look like. Well, I went to 82 uh, the other night and just to go to check for something else. And as I power washed, because something was screwed up, I just, it needed a power wash anyway. Power washed it, and I got that new out of the box experience, and noticed like, oh my god, there's like this whole new thing here. And then he, yeah, and it didn't stop from there. No. But yeah, this it's and it does. It looks there's still some stuff that's missing and some style oh, yeah. needs to know, but it's so because before it was broken, there were placeholders. It's actually functional now. Like there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a, quite a bit, but and it's it's an integration of the current out of the box experience and like Google, the perks page and all that. Right. It's everything you would ever need for a Chromebook. It's all in that one space. Yeah. And they're going to be able to kind of click through and I say they like new users will be able to click through because people that have used Chrome OS and stay up to date with everything are just going to skip by this thing and move on. But for new users, I mean, if you go through all of the steps in there, cause it's cool. It's like you, you go through a thing and then you click, I'm done. It's kind of like the pixel setup. If you have a pixel yeah. phone, like, they have a list of things for you to check out and you check them out and you kind of check the list like a oh, cool I've, I've read I've accepted I've understood this I'm going to move on so I mean stuff like the new tablet gestures which we'll talk about in a minute well I think we talked about that one already last week maybe I think um, we mentioned obviously that, that stuff's maybe. out of the box um, now so you know going back and going to multitasking and going home when you're in a tablet mode um, they have a whole section dedicated to that to it's teach much, you how to do much it. Much more like uh, a Pixel phone, like the yeah. latest version of Android. Um, and we even saw some Toast notifications. Uh, I don't, 
I thought maybe about writing some of that, like, cause it was kind of neat. Um, so I got the pixel slate, put it in 82 and was messing around with it and opened something up and this kind of shadow came on the side and the little animated text really said, like cool. swipe in from left to, you know, to go back. And it's like, cool. That's what the pixel phones do too. They, until you, until it understands that you got it, it, it kind of walks you through some stuff and like helps you along the way. And I saw another toast that was a swipe up to go home thing came up too. So they're building in some stuff to help, you know, handhold people through, uh, as, as 82 kind of comes into its own in a few weeks. And so, um, but I mean, then it's other stuff too, like link your Google mm-hmm. accounts, how to set up text messaging on here, you know, all the basic things that we kind of take for granted and think, yeah, of course you know that. Well, most people don't actually know most of these things. And so here's where your settings are. Here's, here's just the basic things. And you can tell when you get into some of those sub navigation things in here, it's there, there's just some styling choices. You're like, mm, that's not normal Google stuff. Like they probably haven't touched this yeah. just yet. So but the basic landing of it looks very material design and you know, it looks mm-hmm. like this all whitewashed kind of thing. Like everything else is, is kind of getting at this point. So yeah. uh, it's, it, it's going to be a good tool. Uh, and they have weeks to flesh it out. It's come a long way just yeah, since. And it's since really it cool found. because it lives as an app in your launcher. And if you are new to Chrome OS or even if you're not and you're like, man, how do I do what this that again? thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a, I mean, it's pretty much everything you would find in the support forum and Google support mm-hmm. all right. And there then on you the can device, like, do so. feedback and stuff right through it too it has a feedback button which is great because most people don't know how to it's like a it's like a little new user tour type thing yeah Uh, i know mac os does something like that whenever you first install it and i love that on like i don't i don't love it anymore on my pixel phone but i look at it from a perspective of hey a new person's coming over like it's just great to be able to go through and go oh yeah i did check that and Oh, I realize now what all this phone can do and all the things it can offer. And I can go and turn those things on and off before I even get started using yeah. the device. Like, it's just really thoughtful. It's cool stuff. And it's uh, it's necessary. It's a new OS for a lot of people. Exactly. They don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a whole yeah. brand new thing. So hand-holding is essential. And, and Chrome OS hasn't been great at doing that up until now. And so <laughs> yeah, they're it's like, just like, eh, I figured it out. It's yeah. a simple operating system. There's it's just some, Chrome. There's some stuff in here you can do. Go figure it out. Go explore a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of move on here. What else do we have? I know the. Um, so if uh, we're talking material design. Yeah, let's, uh, files app. Yeah. Yes. Um, overhauled. Um, this one's super quick, but. I mean, I mean, I know we're I know we're we're tech nerds, but uh, but but we we got real nerded out about. The <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing it's is, is we've though. been looking for this for months. This flag yeah. has been there forever, yeah. and yeah. it's done nothing. Ng file. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you're like, oh, it's going to do something. I'm going to click it, yeah. and you look at it, and it's like, nope. Yeah, nope it stands same. next gen. Ng files. I have it's next gen, but Robbie, and it's weird because you didn't see it in Canary. I don't remember seeing it in Canary, even with the flag enabled, and now now it's it's without the flag, isn't yeah. it? No, it's just there, which means we'll. Pro, it very well could skip it could 82. Roll to 81. It could roll to 81. It may not, but it is. They say it's beautiful and we sound like dorks, but it looks like everything else on Chrome OS and it yep. looks like what it should look like. It reminds me your, of t- your reference in your article of the Play Store yeah. transition. Same is perfect. feel. So the, the Play Store had this real yeah. blocky, lots of dark colored headers. It was the old material design and it looked awesome like back when it came out. I think that sort of style goes back to Android 4.4, so KitKat. Yeah, a while uh, ago. It was when, when that showed up, Nexus 5 era, um, when that style of thing, and that was Google style and it was awesome back then, but it started feeling dated the minute new right. material design elements came out and 
Google just kind of begin whitewashing a lot of stuff. Like that's just their look right now. Um, and so the files app started feeling super dated compared yeah, and they to tried the way to, they updated a little bit of it. Like the menu has updated a little bit over the past yeah. few years, but it was just enough to make it look even that right. more dated. It made, it made the the main, <laughs> yeah. The main viewport and everything yeah. still has not changed you know, for dark like, blue bar, yep. years, lighter yeah. blue bar lines, grayscale where your files actually are, that kind of stuff. If you look at the way that they changed Google Drive on the web, very similar yes. here too as well. But the Play Store is a perfect example. Like the Play Store looked to this blocky colored way um, with the green, like start green at the top. Oh, yeah, just and then now it's just white. It's just white backgrounds, material design icons, you know, light, light. Uh, They're copying our things. website. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, a welcomed update, and it's one of those ones that the whole time I was, I've, I've come up back off of eighty-two for right now. Um, there were just I was having a couple issues, and and for a work device, it's just it's hard to stay in in dev mode all the time. Um, but um, I noticed the um, every time you go to file pick, because like the files app is one of those central apps, you just use it all the time. Like you don't even realize how often you use it until. It changes that drastically, and it's yeah. every time you go to pick a file, it's like, oh, oh, there you are, that new thing again. Ooh, look at you, you're pretty, you know. And and it is, it's just a a nice updated look to something that every user is going to use on an absolute regular basis. This isn't a some random app that, eh, you may or may not use it, or may not may or may not notice it. It's central to using your device, and so it's cool to see it get updated functionality wise. From what we can tell, I don't think there's any change functionality in functionality, but just the look of it is so much cleaner. And it's, again, one of those central pieces. They changed the settings menu months and months ago. So, you know, settings, files app, notifications. Like, we've talked about that. Like, those are the main parts of the OS that everybody deals with. So, to get that kind of on board, it, it feels like the whole system's kind of moved forward. You know, in Chrome, the browser has moved forward with the latest version of material design for a while. So getting everything, it kind of feels like that was a lot, one of the last like lingering pieces just yeah. hanging out there. And so now that's kind of cleaned up. Yeah. So it looks nice. Let's, uh, let's take it a, a step uh, farther down the, the nerdy rabbit hole. The and nerd. let's, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the uh, updated terminal. Gabe. Yeah, so speaking of Chrome <laughs> browser uh, material design, uh, especially if you're you're used to using like Chrome on Mac or anything like that, the new terminal is completely overhauled. I mean, the functionality is really not any different. It's, it still does the same thing. Command line terminal is just where you input text commands in Linux. So it doesn't do anything different. You still put your commands in there, but it's a system web app now instead of uh, and I didn't realize this till till not too long ago if you've ever used the old school cross shell on Chrome OS control alt T to do cross commands or use like a crouton or anything like that the new terminal for Linux apps on Chrome OS is just a version of that cross app they've just got it windowed um, they now have the new system web app or progressive web app terminal and it looks really really nice i mean it's still black background it's still a linux command line interface but it's um, there's tabs so you can open multiple terminal instances in one window it's fully customizable you can change all of your colors your mouse behavior your keyboard behavior all kinds of stuff on there and it's uh 
again, I don't know that the average consumer is ever going to really live inside that terminal, but it's good that Google's making it more, I guess, approachable for people that might be interested in trying it out. I really feel like Google is working on something to make a forward-facing Linux thing on Chrome OS. Because yep. even even if Linux becomes very stable and you can install apps with one click and everything, most users aren't going to go to the terminal to do stuff. They right. want to store. And Robbie's talked about this. We've talked about this for years since Android apps came to Chrome OS. Eventually, there will need to be a place where they can just go, hey, I need an app. They search for an app. Oh, here's an app. Double click it and click it installs. App, yeah. You never <laughs> see the terminal. It just does it all in the background the same way your phone does or whatever. But there may be instances where you need to use the terminal or maybe something you're doing says, hey, open the terminal and do this. Now you've got a terminal that looks a lot more googly than it does yeah. Linux distro because honestly, a lot of it, users are going to see a terminal and be like oh uh oh you automatically think I that you're something yeah you automatically think that you're breaking stuff because you run a command and then it outputs 700 lines of code and you're like well i just broke my computer you know because you're not used to seeing that stuff but that's the stuff that happens on your computer every time you do anything you yeah, just don't it's all see happening. it yeah it's you just, just don't see it so yeah I got way more excited about it than I probably should have, but it was really cool. So, <laughs> it looks nice, and and I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things again. Like you said, it's not a lot, not a ton of people are going to be out there, you know, messing around with the, with the terminal. But for those that do, this is this is a big deal. So it's, it's nice. Cool. It's nice. Yeah. But not only that, for people that are um, Linux users and are, they're used to having a desktop environment with a terminal that has settings this will be familiar mm. to them because you can change a lot of this stuff with the command line and like pure Linux users who there's not a lot of people who live solely in the terminal. It's, it would probably be mind numbing to like do Google searches in the terminal and browse the internet <laughs> in the terminal. You, it sounds crazy, but you can actually do it. But unless you're just a hardcore Linux purist, <laughs> Regular Linux users are probably going to look at this and be like, hey, this is cool. Now it looks more like my terminal that I use on KDE or right. Genome or right. whatever because it's customizable and it's yeah. not just a black screen. There could be some of that text. too. Like there, there are development situations that people work in that terminal for extended amounts of time to do a lot of development. And so giving them some options to make it look the way that they yep. would like it to look. Yeah, and even for accessibility reasons, I mean, the default, um, the default uh, user text on the terminal is green, and for someone that's true, one hundred percent blue green color or red green colorblind, that's going to be a problem. Color you deficient, know, right? color. sir. <laughs> I know you can be colorblind. <laughs> no, I'm talking so not you. I'm talking about like my dad who sees black yeah. and white. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, I can see a, a big advantage there yeah. too because I had to figure out how to change text colors and text fonts on a terminal with command line commands. It, it's not something that your average person just knows how to do. So, right. You know. Yeah. It's cool stuff. What, 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 what else, uh, anything else with 82 print printing, uh, print, print management coming. coming. That's right. Yeah. So you just, I mean, think about on windows when you print something, you get the prints, what do they call it? The spool. Yeah. It spools. So it shows you where the printing process is at that given moment. So it's sending to the printer. It's printing page five of 12. It's, 
your printer's jammed, whatever. And the cool thing is, is most of that information comes from the printer. So it didn't require any major updates for Chrome OS other than a way to decode the information coming from the printer. Right. And show right, it to you. Yeah. Because right now when you print it, yeah. something on Chrome OS, you click print, it sends it to the printer and then. You see the little bar. There's a little notification toast comes up and like a little bar goes across yeah, the bottom. And, and, that's, and it. that's it. So. You don't know what that means. If it sent to the printer and the printer decided it didn't want to print for some reason, you have no way of knowing until you walk to the other end of the office and you see there's nothing on the printer. So this will show you all of that. It'll show errors, but it will also give you the ability to, ability to scan to compatible devices that I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm sure it'll be up to each manufacturer to get their stuff in the repository, but you know, like HP printers, you can go to the IP address of the printer and scan from it. But for the most part, scanning from a Chromebook is nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Why has printing been such a hurdle for Chrome OS? Because you don't, um, Chrome OS runs drivers. Everything runs drivers, you know, to get stuff done. But Chrome OS handles drivers in a different way. Like, they don't allow users to just go install drivers. That's what causes a lot of issues on a lot of Windows devices, too, by the way. Um, a lot of people go and they've they've installed driver on driver on driver, and then they didn't update these drivers, and these drivers conflict with these drivers. And dah, 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 because, obviously, Windows is, is all about ultimate flexibility, uh, that comes at a cost. And so Chrome OS doesn't do that. Chrome OS says, if these drivers are here, great. If not, no, sorry. So Apple Magic Trackpad 2, for instance, we, we talked about that this week. And the fact that it you know works so well uh, now that the bridge trackpad is no longer going to be made. C-Touch. <laughs> rest in it, peace. Was yeah, that what it was going to be called? Yeah. Is, is not going to be made. You know, we talked about the Apple Magic Trackpad 2 being like, hey, this is the de facto wireless trackpad to go with if you're going to get one. Uh, it's Bluetooth, but it has Apple's firmware on it. So that requires Chrome OS. There goes Gabe's phone. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder why his camera's cracked. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the, the trackpad requires firmware, has firmware on it. The firmware says, hey, if the this gesture happens on me, I'm going to send out one command to the operating system. Operating system, figure out what that command means and do something with it. Bridge's attempt was to do something completely different, to send raw data, basically, of every finger and gesture and movement and click straight to the OS, let the OS handle it. So they basically were trying to go around having to mess with drivers. It's what they do on the uh, G-Type for the Pixel Slate, and that's exactly what it's doing. It's sending every command, every input method straight to Chrome OS, let Chrome OS deal with it. And to do that over Bluetooth was a huge hurdle. It's part of the reason the C-Touch isn't coming out. There's some issues that they're running into, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. She gone. So the point is, every piece of hardware, so you're using a Logitech mouse, you're using whatever, they, they all come with a little bit of firmware on them that decipher what you just did and send it singly to the, the OS. And so Chrome OS has to decide, can I understand that or can I not? That's where the driver comes in. And so if the developers decide, hey, we're going to put a driver for the Apple Magic Trackpad 2 in place and have it working and ready for Chrome OS, cool, they do that. But it's up to them to keep moving mm-hmm. that driver forward. So we could get to Chrome OS 90, and they're like, you know what? Nobody's using this trackpad thing. We're done putting resources into make, making sure the drivers don't conflict with anything, and la, la, la. So mm-hmm. we're going to just stop you know, bringing this driver forward. Well, your, your magic trackpad stopped working. So there's no option to be like, well, can I just load that driver? No. Mm-hmm. And so that's, Unless you want to take it upon yourself to... 
Yeah, if you want to get in the Chromium yeah, repositories yeah. and be the Dude, guy that we keeps saw that, stuff that with the Logitech, didn't we? Didn't it like it borked for a short amount of time? It, it, I don't. I'm assuming they finally got it working, but it did not work on the HP Chromebook 13 G1. Like nothing worked on it. Uh, one finger pointer tracking worked. Yeah. Everything else was broken, and so. Um, you can get everything done with just yeah. one, one. So no right click, right? no no scrolling. <laughs> you know that's how Cape writes articles. Yes. One word an hour. <laughs> um, and so the the same thing it holds true. I say all of it because the same thing holds true for printers. Yeah, printers require drivers. Like HP goes and builds whatever drivers they want to build, and then they have to use the APIs to be able to talk to Windows, talk to Mac, and say <clears throat> Mac do this. But Mac doesn't, you know, Apple doesn't have to worry about building those drivers for Mac OS. Win- Windows and Microsoft don't have to worry about making sure that HP's 3750Q XR7 series works on, like, it's not, not on us. Build your driver. <laughs> it'll it'll interface with our computer. Uh-huh. Chrome OS is different. Now, Cups printing has helped this dramatically. Right. So and on the printer end, a lot of printers are getting to where they have just the Wi-Fi Direct built in, and they don't require the downloading of drivers. They just require whatever device you're printing from to be able to communicate with it. So right. I think and so there can be, there can be some issues there too, but in general it's, it's just drivers and driver support and lack of driver support and how drivers get entered into Chrome OS and which ones get retained. And, and to think about doing that for printers, they were just like, eh, we'll just do Google cloud print, which is being mixed. I think in the next few months or something, yeah, so next, cloud print's yeah. gone too. But this whole cups printer thing, there's there's a repository for all these drivers. So if the the printer does need a driver, Chrome OS can just go get it basically and right. install it. But it is installing a driver into Chrome OS for that. It's just now there's a unified place to go get right. them, and it can handle it. And so printing has gotten ten times better oh, because yeah. of that. Uh, and so scanning is just kind of the next logical step in this in this whole thing. And so hopefully it'll be handled in a similar way. If a printer, if your HP NV three sixty FRQ printer you know, has scanning drivers. There's no reason that that cups thing can't go and grab right. the scanner drivers too. And now it's just a matter of Chrome OS building some sort of UI that when you hit that scan button, the data gets sent to me. I got to show it yep. somehow, you know, make it a PDF or JPEG or whatever, and just, just show it in a, in a browser window or something. Yeah. So. It's uh finally, fi- finally printing is like finally to that that spot yeah. where it's working yeah kind and it's of. just like not a thing we have to talk about and think about <laughs> yeah. all the time because for a long time you. it was a it was a bugaboo yeah so many people on social were yeah. always i mean we had an hp here at the office for a long time so it really wasn't an issue because you had the hp, HP and chrome os have been yeah, yeah. For hp a while. for chrome extension but now you don't even need that but like we have an epson in here now and we were actually trying to print something because we do every like once every three months we have to print something and it still required downloading the Android Epson Connect. It's right. not even an app. It's just a thing that you have to have. And that's all fine and well because it's pretty simple. And as soon as you install it, then the printer shows up in your Chrome OS available printers. I don't like having Android apps on my Chromebook, and I shouldn't have to turn them on just to install yep. You're here. a You're connector. Here. So Yep. So... <clears throat> lots of lots of great Chrome OS news. If you nerd out about upcoming features like we do, go check out the website. Uh, I think that was basically that one, was most one of what last we, one last fun one. We don't talk about it. Um, and I wrote about it coming. It showed up in eighty two. Huh. Uh, unified uninstall dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every app you go to uninstall, 
looks the same now. So there's not remove this from Chrome, uninstall this app, remove Linux app, and different language and different pop-ups. Huh. Everything's the same. So what uninstall, is the verbiage now? If you uninstall click, an Android app, what does it say? Um, it says uninstall. Would you like to uninstall this? Let me make huh. sure. I'm telling you that right. So let's see. It's, uh, I click uninstall. Uninstall app question mark box will be uninstalled data will be removed but if I I'm back on stable um, so if I go to a web app here you go it says remove from Chrome if I click it remove Google News also clear there's a checkbox also clear data from news.google.com so I mean it's different and so I could see a lot of users again this goes back to cleaning things up for new users going oh wait wait am I uninstalling or am I removing what do you mean remove it from Chrome especially if it's a PWA, like that, that language needs to go away because for general users, Oh, it's a PWA. So it's not technically installing it. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it's, it's installed or not. If we're going to treat PWAs like regular apps, it's installed or it's uninstalled. That's it. Yeah. And so that's what, uh, Chrome OS 82 is bringing to the table as well. Is there one other one? I think Gabe said one other one. I forgot. Okay. Well, oh, no, no. View password. You password oh, yeah. on your one. login screen. That's a yeah, big one. so like I'd written about it a while back. It was it was in Canary, but it wasn't. the The bug has been working on, but they hadn't upstreamed it. I did not see it in Canary. The flag showed up, enabled it. It still wasn't showing up. It's on by default in eighty two. So if you're in dev, <laughs> like, if you're in dev channel, there's a little eyeball where your password is. And if you, cause we were talking about this, I changed my password a while back and for a long time I had the same password and because of muscle memory and just because of where the keys were on the keyboard, I could literally type my password in one, one motion, just left to right across the keyboard, which probably no right to left probably says I had a pretty weak password. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, anyone who knows me personally would probably guess it changed my password to something a lot more secure. And just because of the way the keys are or whatever, it's just a really awkward to type. And even after six months, I still will miss it. Right. So that seems like a minor thing, but for a lot of users, it's probably a big deal. Not only that, we're used to seeing that in so many other right. apps mm -hmm. and yeah, for it not to be there, even web, web inputs and things like that. It's there. So you click it, it shows you your password when you're one more. So, this is, the, this is the only other one. Um, no, there's more. Oh, there is more. But I don't know. It's the only other one we're going to talk about. Um, Chrome OS 80. Uh, this is So this is live right now. You don't have to wait for 82. Uh, Chrome OS 80 also now has GPU support for Linux out of the box. Turned right. On. Yep. So if you're installing games or graphic intensive stuff, no extra steps needed anymore. This whole new Debian Buster thing. Uh, brand new, nice, fresh version of Linux now installs. Uh, so no longer stretch. You're in, uh, is it Debian 10? Yeah, we're Buster. in 10 now, Buster. Um, and it, it comes out of the box with um, GPU acceleration on. So if you're doing any light gaming or anything like that, no worries there. It's, it's already there. taken care of. You yeah. still need to enable that flag for pointer lock, though. Uh, your games <laughs> will be still weird. I especially don't understand why that's not on. There's no, the, the I, not that I've seen, there's no disadvantage to having it turned on. The commits it? just say, like, if you're doing multi-screen stuff and your pointer gets locked in that one screen, there are a lot of users that don't realize, like, they're almost going to have to do some sort of overlay dialogue. Your pointer, your mouse pointer's been locked, yeah. like they do with Stadia, for instance. They need to do that so that there's a clear, like, oh, my pointer's in here. It's part of this Linux application now. I can't leave the window. Oh, wow. uh, but that's from the commits we've seen. That's the only thing I can see where they're just like, well, we want to keep this behind a flag until, or you know, for yeah, right now. I kind of see it, but then again, the people that are using Linux, I think they need to. We we uncovered a thing. We'll probably write it later today uh, in eighty two as well. There's a microphone toggle. 
Um, so for Linux, the micro, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it's we been, decipher, it's been my well, entire morning. It doesn't do anything though, right? <laughs> Not that I can tell. No. Okay. It doesn't work yet, but in the, you know, like your Crostini settings and your Linux settings, there's just a nice little flip to switch. Allow microphone access for Linux apps. Yes, no. Right. Um, I could see them doing that for... Um, there's no reason for them not to do GPU support, but I could see them doing it for pointer lock. Uh, allow pointer lock for 3D and action games. Yes or no? Click it on, click it off. You know, boom, and it's taken care of. So, yep. um, I think that's it for right yeah. now. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, this this uh, emphasizes my point. You know, we we uh, th- there's a lot there's a lot going on, and so these are these are the features that uh, we've written about or that we're going to write about, and there's more coming. So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to uh, chromeunbox.com. Robbie's doing some weird stuff. This, if we uh, if we start live streaming this, we're gonna have to like figure out what we or do. To rain it in. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's the now, beauty of podcast. I know, right? It's great. Uh, In my defense, I usually leave my phone on my desk for this exact reason <laughs> because I will pick it up. I, I wore my analog watch today, not my smartwatch, so I was checking for notifications. Yeah. and I guess some butterfingers or something. You just right. call it a dumb watch. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. Watch. Are you saying I got a dumb phone? You're, Have you seen that commercial? Yes. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's technology, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> where'd the car going? <laughs> yeah. So folks, stay tuned on uh, chromeunbox.com. We will obviously be writing more about the exciting new features coming to Chrome OS 80. So for right now, we're going to take a quick break for an ad and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. We are going to hop in to uh, a new story that we wrote this week that is one of those that uh, isn't huge Chrome OS news, but it's something that uh, I wrote about a while ago, probably a year ago or so, and the article that I wrote just continues to get traffic over over time because apparently people are very interested in a Chromecast with a remote. Yeah, it's uh, it was <laughs> yeah. very interesting uh, writing this because um, I was looking back at, at our stats over the last few months and over the last year and over the lifetime of our website. And in the last six months alone, uh, we, we see search terms and stuff within Google Analytics. And Chrome Unboxed is the top search term. A lot of people, I, I'm assuming, just type Chrome Unboxed in their browser and then they click on the link because that's kind of the old school way to do it. You know, if you're like that, I don't want to say anything else. Uh, <laughs> no comment. I just was thinking about a doctor that, I know exactly that Robbie and I about. used to work for. <laughs> Instead of ri- typing the URL, he would type the name of the website he was wanting to navigate yep, to. Every and time, then for all click sites. the link in the search term. <laughs> but in why? the search thread. <laughs> you know? Reasons. Anyway. If you're listening, you know who you we are. We love but, you, man. We do. We, but why, though? That leads me to another question about, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, so anyway, the no, the second most searched term. Now, this is to track. This is doesn't mean all search terms, but the search terms that we can see on our end. Uh, second most searched term in the last six months is Chromecast Remote. 
Yeah. And over the la- lifetime of our website, which is what, going on four years now? Uh, yeah. In its well, current yeah. state. Yeah, it'd be May of, of 2016. Yeah. So four, four years. Two of the top ten search terms for our website include some form of Chromecast remote. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And we're not even a Chromecast website. We but are. There's I mean, your statistic. Yeah. You so know, people want to know. People well, want this. Fun facts. It's, yeah. it's interesting, you know, because we've, we've talked about this a lot. And whenever I wrote that article, you know, you and I had a lengthy discussion about, yeah, but that's not the point. Like, Chromecast is intended to be from the device you're using that's in your hand. You know, when you have your phone or if you have you know, a tablet, whatever, that is your remote. You know, there is no interface to navigate. There is no, there's nothing to click through on the screen. So there, one of their solutions was to utilize, oh man, you're going to have to correct me here. I can't remember all the, the, the protocol that it uses to do the play pause. What is that called? HCEC. Yes. So So, the HDMI can, yeah, the HDMI can can interpret a play pause and a couple different things yeah, the that come from the remote on the TV. So that was my article. Hey, you have a you basically already have a Chromecast you already remote, have one, right? And I use it all the time because oh, for me, I'll 100%. have my phone sitting down or my phone will be charging and I'm watching a show. I, a lot of times, I'll just ask G, Hey, G, pause the show. But if my remote's sitting right next to me, boom, pause, walk into the other room, walk out. Well, even, some of the skip features even work. Yeah. on a couple apps yeah, it, it doesn't depends work on, on what it depends on what your remote does with those skip right. buttons it doesn't yeah. work on uh, uh uh netflix but it'll work on youtube for my particular tv my right. samsung that i have so um but i mean that's not that's not the same as a, a fire tv or even android tv well if i can interject before we move on to what this is inevitably probably going to turn into one one thing that Google has not done the best job of here, uh, and I think it's the reason people are looking for a remote. You just said you pick up your remote and hit play pause. I do too. Like, I, that's probably actually what I default to. If I'm just playing and pausing, yeah, I will find I've got a uh, the the home theater system we have is Bose, and so I bought the big Bose unified re- remote thing so it can control all my stuff. Uh, and it's play pause works with my TV via HCEC. So it becomes so much easier for me to just hit pause on there, or hit play on there, because there are a lot of times if a show has been playing long enough, if I go grab my phone and pick it up, it that cast, cast session has gotten lost somewhere on that right. device. HBO does it freaking every time I, I cast something and on so HBO. Sometimes you open the app back up and it'll kind of connect back up and see what's going on, but then sometimes it doesn't. So if I want to regain control via the app, I've got to hit cast Recast, again yeah. and hope that it's just going to connect to the cast session that's going, but sometimes it doesn't and it casts what I have on my phone up there instead and it stops the show and then I go to the last point I was watching and it doesn't remember where I was watching it last because it's going by what I was watching last on the... It, that's not cool. Um, in general, for regular consumers... They don't want to do that. They don't want to mess with that. They don't want to bother with all the junk that comes with what I just said. They just don't. And the first time someone who is not technologically inclined that doesn't see the benefit in, you know, um, I don't know what you would call um, the distribution of media basically across all your devices. Like, I love that. I love the concept of that. I like that. I don't have to go to this TV with this thing and put a disc in and play the thing. Like I, it's, it's on my phone. It's on my Chromebook. It's on your phone too. The, you know, whoever, somebody cast it up there, throw it up. I love that part of it, but the functionality of watching a movie or whatever and having to regain control at a specific moment, just, you know, phone rings. I need to pause it. Um, somebody comes to the door. I want to pause it real quick. 
Somebody's got to go run to the bathroom. I'm going to pause it real fast. I don't want to jump through a bunch of hoops to pause a freaking show. And it just, sometimes it's fine, but other times it's not. And for people who aren't technologically inclined, who don't like all this stuff and don't see all the other up benefits of Chromecast, the first couple times that happens, they're done. Like, they're just not interested in messing with this, this anymore. This thing doesn't have a remote. I hate it. I, if it just had a remote, it'd be fine. And so, you know, I think they could they could keep it simple, and, and it would be just a very basic remote that handled some stuff. Or, you know, they could get a little more uh, uh, specific with it. And I think that's probably what they're going to do. Like, it, from the looks of it, the remote is going to be a lot more... The way this thing's going to deal with a remote is going to be a lot more uh, involved than just... Give me your basic play Paul stuff because it needs to be honestly. Because um, again, you were talking about like your play pause, fast forward and stuff. Some of it works on some things with some remotes and stuff. So I don't think there's a universal remote that's going to work with all your cast sessions when you're casting from all your devices. Like that's just not going to happen. Like the play pause seems to work all the time, but everything else is kind of hit or miss, and you yeah. just see what happens. Sometimes the stop button stops the whole cast. Sometimes it takes you back to some sort of menu. It, it, you never know what's going to happen from that. So I don't think they can just give you some sort of universal remote and be like, cool, Chromecast with a remote. There, it's solved. Like, that's not going to be it. And it doesn't look like that's all you're they're going to be doing. You're, there, there's going to need to be some sort of UI, some sort of way to navigate content and play things from the screen with your remote. You're going to click in. I mean, this is this is Fire TV. Well, it's Android TV. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to look like Fire TV, you know. But Android TV is is hopefully what they're going to use to maybe get here. Correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe we need to write this up, but I remember seeing something yesterday where Google is now saying they're not going to let Chromecast stuff live on the same TV as the same thing and TVs that have fire. Is it Google that's doing that? No, I don't, I think I don't recall so. seeing that. I'll have to double check. I'll double check, check the website, see if there's an article that's about it. That's interesting. Because there are devices that will do both, and they have Chromecast built in, but they ha- they have Fire TV built in as well. I think that's, that's huh. no more. You're going to have to pick one. Yeah, so. well, I mean, Android, to be fair, Android TV devices do all of what we're talking about already. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I can hook my Shield TV <laughs> up to my television. Yep. I have found that it is even more sporadic in its ability to keep a cast session going the right way than my normal Chromecast is. That's why I went back to a Chromecast because I'm like, well, crap, if I can have this Android TV here, when I don't have my phone right on me and I'm ready to watch something, I can just grab that remote, select through a UI, pick the show I want to watch and start watching. Right. Uh, And so it's nice to kind of have the best of both worlds. And that Mm -hmm. seems like from the reports, what's going to happen. Like, Android TV doesn't require a whole lot of hardware. They can fit it into something the size of a Chromecast Ultra pretty easily. You just have something that when it's left... And and again, Android TV kind of does this already. Like if you leave Android TV in its ambient state, it looks kind of like a Chromecast. It's got the same interface, you know, and it's basically what it's doing. The minute you touch that controller, it opens up your Android TV thing. So all they have to do is clean that up just a little bit, honestly, and... You know, then you're you're basically ready to go. You have a Chromecast, quote unquote, with with a remote, but it's really just an Android TV dongle. Do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll brand it as a Nest thing, or will they stick with Chromecast because Chromecast has so much brand equity? I think, uh, Chromecast. I think Chromecast is here. Yeah, Nest, Nest uh, TV. Yeah, Chromecast <laughs> is 
has birthed so much for that platform. I oh, don't yeah. think they'll. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it used to be Google Cast, but you know, the Chromecast well, like, is the device. And it, they thought know? about it. It looked like they thought about doing that for a little bit. Like the very first 10.4 Google event, like it looked like they, right around that time, I remember they rebranded the Chromecast with a G on it instead. Mm-hmm. It was like, and then that's when they introduced the Google Cast API at the I.O. before that one. It was like, okay, are you all just going to start calling these Google Cast? And I yeah. bet, I bet, bet they thought about it yeah and somebody some smart person was like no guys i know you suck at branding a lot of times and you're not good at marketing in general so don't do that yeah people love chrome and it's not that they hate google it's just they don't google is not synonymous with hardware or Or products right it's chrome is everyone knows chrome everyone uses chrome not everyone Right, Pix- you know, Pixel 70% TV. 70% of the world. Right, yeah, Pixel TV. <laughs> that sounds Please, awful. God, don't. I'd buy a Chrome TV before I bought a yeah. Pixel TV. No offense. Yeah. It's but a I shame mean, it's... they sullied Google TV. Yeah, like, no. That was such that a good... Been, but, of course, that would be confusing with YouTube TV right, now. Right, like, right, yeah. Branding. But, you know? I mean, if you think about this, um, having that remote... <laughs> again, I'm going to reference you know, the Amazon re- remote... You have the assistant button right there on it, so you can queue up your assistant and talk right well, there and into I w- it. I want to like, make sure, as we're referencing this, you, like the the Android TVs that are out there right now have exactly that. Exactly. Like, it's not like, oh, well, if they're they not, do something like this. They're not recreating anything. No, it's already there. Just, my, just, my Shield TV already has a small remote that has a click wheel. It has a button on it. It has an assistant button. Like It's all already there. And this isn't like, anything new. And it, and it just needs to be repackaged and rebranded because people don't know... People don't I mean, understand people don't Android know, TV. And They're they don't know go, Shield stuff. They think no. it's gaming and this yeah. and this and, and no this. One, like, no one really. I mean, there's Android TV people that love Android TV, but people don't know or they're not sure. Fire TV, like they, they've marketed it well. People know it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they need to figure out, hey, where's our brand equity? Uh, yeah. Chromecast. Okay. let's. How do we make a, how do we get Android TV in yeah. front of more people? You brand it as a Chromecast device. Chromecast and TV. <laughs> Chromecast TV with Android TV built in. Or yeah. it's Chromecast with Android TV built in. Sure. Done. Yep. You, know, like it, you don't even have to broadcast it. People will get this and be like, oh, the new Chromecast Ultra has an interface on it. Oh, they wow. Don't, it, has okay. the, it has the assistant button. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, no, you all can't see this, but this this is the Android TV developer kit that Google started selling last year. It's for developers. Right. Yeah. You can't yep. just go on Amazon and buy it, but... I would be fine with that. Like, so I agree with Robbie. This is really just an Android TV that they're going to market as a Chromecast. Because I presume, I mean, does do Android TV devices have casts? Oh yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you can cast to a Android so TV I, device. If I plug my Shield TV, which is running the latest version of Android TV, into this television right here, the minute I stop messing with it, that screen that okay, we're looking yeah. at a so TV with a Chromecast yeah. Ultra on it, it yeah. looks exactly like that. Yeah. Now they're going to have to get some stuff fixed up, like. You need to make sure Stadia works on it, for instance. Like, you can't show up and not have Stadia working out of the box. But that those are seem like probably pretty small potatoes right. here. Like, or put the Stadia app on the thing. You know, like, there's some there are clear paths here. It's not like, hmm, how are we going to handle this? It's already handled. And that picture Gabe was just looking at, I looked at the HDMI connector on it. It's a small, squarish device. The HDMI connector took up probably, what, at least a third of one side. Yeah. So we're only talking about a device about as wide. It looked like it's probably a squared-off version of a Chromecast Ultra. It's not that much bigger. So we're not talking about some massive stretch here in size in any of those ways. Like This is completely doable at this point. The tech is there to put 
an Android TV into the size of something like a Chromecast yeah, Ultra. And so. the remote for the Android TV developer kit looks v- <laughs> really similar to what's in the FCZ filing. I mean, they only have a side profile, but it's rounded on the back. It has a little wheel like Apple TV does, which is what right. the report from 9 to 5 said. And then there's an assistant button right there in the middle. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could completely see this. This is the new Chromecast. Yeah, this and is just Google's way of branding their own Android television. Because yeah. they yep. don't, they've never had one under Google, uh, have Yeah. The well, Nexus, the Nexus player. Nexus yeah, player yeah. was, that was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. They haven't done anything. a little circular one? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a Nexus player, right? You have one, don't you? Had one uh, somewhere, found. yeah, and it was it was super slow and underpowered. Shield TV is pretty good, but it still struggles on certain things. Like I won't, I will not rant. Um, <laughs> however, there is a but. specific version <laughs> of PUBG Mobile that will run on the Shield TV. You just sideload it. It's not even a specific version. It's just PUBG Mobile. You sideload it onto your Shield TV, and there's a whole keyboard mouse layout set up. To where all the keyboard buttons are already mapped. It works perfectly with keyboard and mouse support. But it's not technically official, but there's a support page on NVIDIA about how to, you know, change your keyboard, whatever. I mean, so, we sat and played it over at my house for yeah, a little while. And but it's it was smooth. a little, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. You had to put it on, like, balance settings or whatever. And so it, it it's decently powerful, but not great. I think we're at the point right now, I mean, they could use some basic phone hardware here. A Snapdragon 845, something like that. Or something in that realm, throw it, slap it into the Chromecast, and all your Android TV stuff is just going to kill it on yeah. a chipset like that. You use the 700 that's in the that's coming up 4A, four A, yeah, yeah. seven thirty. I in, for, in, forgot about this. The, there's the oh yeah, the mobile the Android, Android app TV remote. remote. Yeah. I used it quite a bit when I was yeah. using the Shield because I would misplace. It's another benefit. You misplace your remote, you use the Android TV remote. They just rebrand that as the Chromecast remote app, same app. Um, Which good on them for having an app because I lost an Apple TV remote one time in a big sectional and it was gone to the the, the couch gods the abyss. You, you can't do it if you don't. You, there are some third party apps that will do it, but your phone has to have. How many phones have IR blasters on them? Like none anymore. Right. Nobody does it anymore. So you have to buy a new Apple TV remote, which you might yeah. as well buy a new Apple TV. I mean, it's right. ridiculous. Here's here's what's here's what'll happen. We'll get the Chromecast TV. Hopefully they can get it the size of a Chromecast so that way you can just plug into the back of the TV and you don't have to have a little box. Cause, or is the FCC showing a little box thing? I don't know. No, no. The reports are saying that it's the size of the, not the uh, Ultra. It's like It looks like the Chromecast 3. So just a that's smooth, insane. round dongle. Okay, that's insane. Mm. All right, so give me that. Give me the remote. <laughs> give me a Lenovo Duet that I have it with me and at the house I have also have the remote app mm-hmm. on my little tablet so I can you know future future like uh, control all my stuff from my from my tablet boom and uh, I'll be happy I'll be a happy camper there well, we, we go, go. everyone Perfect. now knows what it takes to make Joe happy <laughs> that's it that's all that's all I need yeah and I'm, I'm I would be concerned with this new Chromecast actually being very powerful at doing any kind of gaming like Android game stuff if it's as small as the yeah. Gen 3 Chromecast. Cause yeah, I, I no just don't way. know that this is going to be able to do that. But No way. Because they're probably going to want to be able to still power it via USB on TVs, which is very low uh, low power setups on most televisions. So 
it's not going to be able to draw a ton of power, which means the chipset. Yeah, that and I, I took powerful. our Ultra off the TV the other day to take a feature photo for this article, actually, and it was sitting idle just with the photos showing, and it was hot. Yeah, yeah they were oh, unreal. Yeah. So hot. if it's not yeah. bigger with some heat management and a better processor, running games on this probably not going to be a be a thing. Yeah. But then again, it's going to have to have enough juice to store because they're talking about how it's going to have the embedded apps and stuff and Netflix who knows maybe I don't know maybe you can play Pac-Man on it yeah yeah, yeah or do, some little do that? some uh, snake game yeah <laughs> Joe researched Chromecast games yeah there's all sorts bit, of fun so. little Chromecast games and game night type stuff it's really funny uh, well I guess it, I was going to say it's coincidental but it's it's not at all coincidental it makes perfect sense my uh, my six games or whatever to spice up game night uh, is getting a lot of traffic. I guess people are uh, sitting around in their houses and not going out and doing anything and trying to figure out some things to do. So yeah, go check that out on the website, chromebox.com. I think I think I called it Spice Up Game Night, something like that with Chromecast. You can go find it. So enough about that. This is exciting. Chromecast Remote is going to maybe happen. Cool stuff. So uh, let's talk one other quick thing before but we... But not really because uh, it's an Android TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So uh, let's talk one other quick thring, uh, thing. Thring. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Let's talk one other quick thing before we head out here. Uh, and that is a device that we were uh, kind of, I guess you could say, tipped off to. Uh, an HP device that we... Um, what, did we get hands-on with that thing? Did we have that in the office? Which the, I can't remember. The AUE stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a video review. That's of right. That white one. The white one. Um, it's yeah. late spring last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's AUE, so it's it's end of life uh, is now twenty twenty eight, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is we we've been talking about the end of life getting pushed out, and and now it's we have this. It's so random. Why is it? Why was it this device? Yeah, because no this because it, this <laughs> no platform why, is all, is already t- we saw the first one of these devices at CES two years ago. So this platform's it's it's, it's been around for a minute. So this is very unusual. Yeah, I mean, if you think about because you got to think about AUE, uh, it affects when the the platform originated. So it's not right. about when a device was released; it's about when the platform. Yeah, so like that the hatch released. devices they are twenty twenty eight. But a hatch device that comes out a year from now will likely still be twenty twenty eight. So it's not gonna right. it's not gonna get eight years just because it's brand new. It's gonna get eight years based off of when the platform was launched. Generally, now manufacturers can play with that a little bit, and if they want to support a device longer, and Google says it's okay, they can because we've seen devices get some significant amounts of time added to their AUEs. But this is this is odd. Yeah, I mean, especially thinking, like, this is not a flagship Chromebook. This is not a super popular Chromebook. Uh, This is not bleeding-edge new platform Chromebook. (laughs) This is none of those things. Uh, We were not very impressed with it, honestly. And of all the Chromebooks, I would think, hey, this will be the first non-2020 device to also get this 2028 extension time. This would have been far at the bottom of my list of thoughts. So... uh, while that's strange, it tells me that there's probably a good chance a lot of flagship level Chromebooks will get this. And here's the benefit for general users. As these new Chromebooks start to come out, and again with you know uh, COVID-19 and stuff, maybe some of this gets delayed a little bit. 
But the benefit for general users and consumers is the fact that with all these new Chromebooks coming out in 2020, all these new form factors and all this kind of stuff, and Google's already said, hey, all these guys are getting 2028, uh, June 2028 updates. So you eight eight plus years of updates as long as you buy it before June. Um, the price of older Chromebooks is going to come down. Uh, it's just the way the market works, the way that everything works. New stuff's out. That's what people want. So in order to keep moving inventory of older stuff, we've got to decrease the price. So we've already started to see some of that stuff. I mean, the slate is way reduced in price now, and it's not a sale. This is what it costs now. It's what, $499, $499 for, the, for the, M3. the M3 version of this thing now. So, And that's with a keyboard and pen. Do you think there are any Celeron ones still hiding somewhere in a warehouse? Because they should be like 200 bucks. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't seriously. want to use it. You couldn't pay me $200 to use that thing. <laughs> what a turd. Wow. Um, anyway... And so um, I'll, I'll explain how I really feel about it later. Um, anyway, so you've got these great devices, the Flip 434, the HP Chromebook X360, the Lenovo Yoga Chromebook, the Dell Inspiron 14, that are all part of this one family of devices, all built on a Unibuild baseboard. One update fixes all of them for the most part. You know, simple upgrade processes. There's little doubt in my mind that that family of devices will also get this this 2028, which also includes like the HP 15 mm-hmm. that has turned up to be just like a little monster um, because now there's an i5 8 gig 128 version yeah. of that thing for you like 500 like, bucks. You can get it for like 418 dollars, right? And so you start seeing those go on sale even more, and you're talking 350 dollars for just a freaking beast of a machine. And now you it's going to be updated for eight years as well, like. Because you're buying, like, the Chromebooks that are available right now from the last generation of Chromebooks are devices that, we've taken care of, will last you for a long time and will still be good Chromebooks for years down the road. And most of them are updatable till 2026 already, so that's already pretty good. Here's the only thing that will stop that, though, and that's limited obsolescence and, and part supply. If, yeah. if Intel decides, hey, we're, we're, we're going to wean off of this, this generation, the 8th gen, ninth gen chips, whatever, 8th right. gen chips... And then manufacturers like, well, we don't want to support this device for because Comet Lake brings a lot to the table and extending the life of these. uh, What are we on? KB Lake? What? what? So we're. Yeah, KB Lake. KB Lake R. KB Lake Lake R. NAMI devices. Yeah, NAMI devices. Adding two years to them might cut into our bottom line Mm -hmm. when it comes to selling these new devices. And that's always something to consider. Yeah, and so maybe AMD isn't as concerned with that kind of thing. And so, again, the The, chip manufacturer has to sign on. Yeah, I guarantee you the profit margins on the AMDs are a lot higher, too. Yeah. uh, AMD has to tell Google, yeah. We'll make sure that things are in place that you can support this thing till 2028. We're and A4 and A6 are already old chips, so I, there's no way for us to know that kind of stuff. So Intel could come in and and, and throw a wrench in that. Uh, so my, maybe we see like the uh, well, the new MediaTek ones will already be 2028. So I don't know. Perhaps what other? There's no other chipsets out right now, is there? Yeah. There's the, Intel, a couple AMDs. The, the and, Gemini Lake R's that are coming out right now, which are just a, it's really just a rebranding of the Gemini Lake. They yeah. technically could probably get it. Maybe. That, that's again if Intel plays ball. Yeah, because so I don't. I haven't seen a lot about Intel's next Atom line of process. We know everything there is to know about Hatch and Comet Lake, and then Rocket Lake that's coming after that, and Tiger Lake, Tiger Lake, and all that. But there hasn't been a lot of chat about whatever the next. 
Adam's level processor is. Gemini like isn't it? Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, Gemini. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, that's what no, we're Gemini on right like, now. We're no, on Jasper like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the next one. Yeah. Because remember we saw it and we're like, what's this? And it's like, oh, it's Gemini like. Yeah, but uh, but it's still not even technically out there there. No. So, yeah, so yeah, the processor guys are going to have to play ball for this <laughs> to all work out. And if they do though, if they if they don't, you know, make themselves look like jerks over this, then Google can extend that to eight years for yeah. these devices, and that would be really now, cool. I don't want to be a naysayer, and the chances of this are very very thin because I'm assuming that device is unstable. The one that yeah yeah, yeah it was a stable. So, I, I've had instances where. It was in an off channel and went to that page and it said I was on a device that was has an AUE of like June 2025 and on that page it said your device is no longer getting updates and it was just a ghost sure. it was a hiccup on on the developers end or something they hadn't updated so I mean that, it's possible that this is a mistake but I seriously seriously doubt it yeah I wish we had another one of these AMD they have one here in town devices uh I don't know. Get, I haven't been we'll, over to we'll Best go. Buy in a little while, but go check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be checking pretty much every Chromebook I get my hands on at this point now uh, right. to be seeing. You know, yeah, I mean, let us know online. I mean, if you uh, yeah, if you see it, look in your settings about about you know Chrome OS and check it and see what it says. Because if we start seeing, I think if we see just even one other one, we'll know. Okay, this is happening. The fact that it's just one right now, yeah, maybe there's there's a little room for error, but. Um, you know, that, that new update thing in the settings has been pretty accurate. Um, like Gabe said, he ran into an issue once with it, but you know, since they've rolled it out and it's been part of the OS for a little while now, I mean, there's, I didn't realize they made so many variations of this HP AMD. Like, yeah. It came in a bunch ton of them. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's cool. It's cool to see. It's, it's, I'm hopeful that, that we'll have quite a few other devices follow suit and, you know, the ones that I want to follow suit, honestly, are already AUE of 2026. So it's not like it's going to change the ball game, but it's just, it would be another cool thing to see Google move towards because it's, uh, it, you know, it's one of those things that people just don't like about Chromebooks. They don't like knowing that I'm buying a brand new device that's going to be updated or not lose updates in four years. And so the more they can push that out and allow that to work, yeah. it's just, it's better for the ecosystem. It's a better look for Chrome OS and it's a better look for Chromebooks across the board. Yeah. So, um, obviously as we go look around and maybe find other devices or, or I don't want to say this is unconfirmed cause I mean, we have, we have photos, uh, showing this, but it's like, we need to, we need to obviously dig around and see what else we can find. So stay tuned on chromeunbox.com as we discover more about this uh, AUE stuff. We will certainly be writing about it. Um, so, folks, I think that's it for today. We've got uh, a couple other things before you head out. Uh, first one, I was just sitting here and looking uh, on Twitter and didn't see any uh, uh uh, recent questions. So if you have questions for us, if you're listening to this right now and you have questions for the team here at Chrome Unboxed, send us a message on Twitter and use the hashtag TheChromeCast. Uh, that will allow us to filter and find those questions easily. We get questions all the time, all over social media. It's hard to filter those out. Um, so we want to answer your questions. And the best way that we can do that is to use that hashtag so that we can find your questions as opposed to other random questions. So uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, hashtag the Chromecast. Uh, don't use at the Chromecast because I think that's a random account that we don't own. <laughs> 
we don't have a separate we don't have a separate uh, social uh, profile uh, for the Chromecast. Uh, we've just pushed it all through our main uh, our main uh, Twitter and, and social feeds. So just use that hashtag. That's the best way to to, to reach us if you have questions. Uh, next thing is our giveaway. Uh, we talked about this last week that we hit our first uh, level. We leveled up, and our first one uh, was. Uh, I mean, that happened in a week, basically. Everyone, there was a flood of new subscribers, and uh, we hit that 90,000 goal uh, very quickly. And so we've confirmed all those winners. We've announced those winners. They have been shipped their prizes, got all those packaged up. Um, had a lot of fun putting all this together. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been awesome to give back, and I think that uh, those, those people who won were appreciative and and that was exciting. Uh, but we are quickly approaching our next goal, which is 95,000 subscribers. And the prize for this one is a big one. We are giving away a Pixel 4, the white variant, the smaller one, not the XL, and a bunch of goodies and a Google bag and all kinds of fun stuff. And all of that is going to go to one winner. We're going to pick one winner at 95,000. So if you entered to win and you uh, didn't win at the 90,000 level, you're still eligible. All of your entries are still eligible for the next prize. And then the prize after, which is the uh, Asus Chromebook Flip C434 that we're going to give away at 100,000 subscribers. Um, but if you've already entered and you're eager, go share go share this with everyone. Go go to our website and grab that post or, or go on to uh, social media and share our post with your friends. Tell everyone to subscribe to Chrome Unboxed and enter to win. Because the sooner that we hit that goal, the sooner we get to announce our next winner. So it's a win-win. We get to our goal quicker, and you guys get uh, uh, to maybe win a brand new, uh, uh, brand new Pixel phone and maybe a brand new Asus Chromebook Flip C434. We also have our limited edition merch that's still out and available on Cotton Bureau. Those guys are awesome. They've basically given us a little storefront to do some on-demand printing of some designs, and uh, we're really happy with how they turned out. It's a fun little dino design that we did, and you uh, you can get it in uh, a kind of graphic one that's a little dino jumping, and it has the high score, and then there's one that's the 8-bit Chrome Unbox logo. Uh, I love both of the designs. I'm really happy with how these turned out, and you can get them printed on a couple different t-shirts, uh, but I recommend the Heather uh, tri-blend shirts that are available on there. The white one isn't really white. It's kind of more of a light gray. Uh, Robbie and I both ordered that one, and I've really enjoyed that shirt, especially coming into the summer, uh, especially here in where we are uh, in central uh, United States. Uh, you know, it starts to get warmer, a nice kind of thin, comfortable, lightweight, light-colored shirt uh, is going to be a summer go-to for me, and uh, it's a it's a super comfortable shirt, the sizes are pretty accurate based on the ones that we've ordered. Um, maybe a little, little small, if I had to guess. How Gabe? I, yeah, I feel, I feel like snug. it's a little, 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 little snug. Yeah, I ended up. I'm, I'm a Slim little fit. I'm a little guy, uh, and I got a medium, and it fits. It fits well. Um, so, so yeah, go check that out. You can get hoodies. You can get crew neck sweatshirts. All kinds of fun stuff. Those designs aren't going to be uh, out there forever. When we hit our goal, we'll probably leave it up for a little bit after we hit 100,000, but then after that, those designs are going to go away. So if you all want that shirt, uh, if you want those uh, designs and you want to support uh, the channel, uh, certainly go check those out. 
if you just go to our website and search 100k or click on the banner we might be changing that out but if you find that giveaway page it's on there or you can just go to cotton bureau and search chrome and box and you'll find both the designs so whew, is that everything whew, i feel like I've gotten that's, pretty good at that. That's like my oh, elevator. Of, are you still talking? <laughs> Gabe fell asleep. <laughs> no, it's the I, middle of the I, day, Gabe. I, I moved on. I moved we're, on. we're back to working. Yeah, these guys are over here working. Mm. Uh, folks, thanks so much. As always, we appreciate you all tuning in and listening to this podcast. We have a lot of fun doing this, if you can't tell. Um, we nerd out about this stuff, and we love Chrome OS, and we love Chromebooks, and we love technology, and we uh, enjoy sharing that with you all. So uh, appreciate you all listening. And uh, for, for this week, that's it. And we will catch you all in next week's episode. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.